Watch WPIAL games. Read about the teams and athletes. Relive the big moments. Every season, the Trib Live High School Sports Network is your home for high school sports. No sign-ups, no fees, just sports. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the WPIL Football Playoff Pairing Show. Presented by First National Bank on the Trib Live High School Sports Network. I'm Don Rebel. Let the fun begin. It is uh, December 25th as far as high school football fans are concerned uh, around uh, the WPIAL. The uh, WPIL playoffs beginning next week. And we are proud to uh, debut the brackets. Our own Chris Harlan will be joining us. Um, after we run down the brackets to give his expert uh, commentary on what has happened. All right, well, let's start. Uh, get right to it. Class 6A, we already know that matchup. Spoiler alert, uh, number one, Central Catholic, the regular season champions. They will host a semifinal game, site to be determined, against the Mount Lebanon Blue Devils on Friday, November 10th. Mount Lebanon losing to Cannon McMillan. Last night to fall to fourth place, uh, 2-3, uh, North Allegheny, Cannon McMillan meeting in the playoffs again, uh, defending champion N.A., the number two seed, Cannon McMillan, the number three seed, uh, Friday the uh, 10th. The brackets have to be determined as far as sight and time. I was, I was under the assumption that um, North Allegheny would be hosting at Newman Stadium. That might be the case. For whatever reason, it says TBA on the bracket. So um, the, we're just full of surprises nowadays. Um, let's get to 5A now. The number one seed, whew, Peters Township. Man, are they impressive. Laid the wood to Bethel Park last night to wrap up a undefeated uh, regular season. Quarterfinals, remember 5A, only eight teams, so they go right into the quarterfinals next week. Um Peters Township will host the number eight seed, the Franklin Regional Panthers, by two points. Franklin Regional became uh, the second wild card after they lost to Penn Trafford in the battle for second place in the Big East Conference on Friday. Uh, Franklin Regional uh, at Peters Township. The number four seed, the Big East Conference champions, the Gateway Gators. Gateway um, will host on Friday at 7 o'clock this Friday. The Moon Tigers, the number two team, was a three-way tie for second place in the Allegheny Six Conference. They won the tiebreaker points to finish second. Great turnaround season uh, for Coach Lynn and the Tigers. Moon at Gateway uh, on Friday at 7 p.m. The number two seed, the Northeast Conference champions, the Penn Hills Indians. They had to come from behind to knock off Woodland Hills, but they did so, and uh, they earned the number two seed after being an outsider uh, last year in the postseason, they will host the Penn Trafford Warriors, the number two team out of the Big East Conference. That game uh, a Friday at 7 o'clock at Penn Hills. And the number three seed, the defending district and state champion, Pine Richland Rams, they finish in second place in the Northeast Conference. They will be taking on the team that finished as the first wild card in Class 5A, the Bethel Park Blackhawks. That game at Pine Richland on Friday at 7 o'clock. All right, to 4A, the number one seed, the uh, top three seeds get first-round buys. The number one seed, the defending champions, the Aliquippa Quips, the uh, champions of a tough Parkway conference. 
They will sit and wait the winner of the 8-9 game. It's the Latrobe Wildcats as the 9 seed, the West Allegheny Indians as the 8 seed. West Allegheny finishes 4th in the Parkway Conference, but nonetheless, they get an 8th seed and will host Latrobe on Friday at 7 p.m. Fourth seed, Greater Allegheny Conference outright champions, the Mars Fighting Planets uh, in round one. They will host the number five team out of the Parkway Conference, the Chartiers Valley Colts. They get the number 13 seed. Fifth seed, the number three team out of the Parkway Conference, the Central Valley Warriors gave Aliquippa a game uh, but came up on the, uh, uh, the short end of the stick in week nine. At Sarge Albert, the Warriors will host the Highlands Golden Rams. They needed a win to get in, and they got it against uh, Hampton uh, last night. Highlands is the 12th seed, Golden Rams and the Warriors at Central Valley Friday at 7 p.m. The number two seed uh, earning a first-round bye is the Big Seven Conference outright champions, the McKeesport Tigers. They will uh, have the week off and await the winner of the 7-10 game. Seventh seed, the North Catholic Trojans, the number two team out of the Greater Allegheny Conference. Uh, North Catholic will take on the Trinity Hillers. They're the fourth team. They actually finished tied for second in the Big Seven Conference, but the fourth team after all the tiebreaker points. Remember, they got a victory over Thomas Jefferson under their belt. Uh, so that game is going to be played at South Fayette High School. Trinity against North Catholic at South Fayette on Friday, uh, November the 3rd. Montour, the runner-up in the Parkway Conference, earns a number uh, three seed. Remember, they beat Mars back in week zero, um, so a lot of people thought, well, maybe the three conference champions get the first-round buys. Not the case. Mars is a four-seed. Montour, the three-seed. They'll await the winner of the 6-11 matchup. Six-seed, the Thomas Jefferson Jaguars. Uh, they lost in the conference championship game uh, at home to McKeesport uh, last night to fall to the number six-seed. The Kiske Area Cavaliers, what a strong finish Coach Albert and the uh, Cavs had, uh, including a win in your in-game last night. At home, uh, they defeated Armstrong, and they get the number 11 seed. Uh, now they travel to Thomas Jefferson Friday at 7 o'clock. The uh, Class 3A top four seeds all receive first-round buys. The number one seed, the defending district and state champions, the Belvern and Leopards, they won a uh, conference championship game uh, last night against Elizabeth Forward in the Interstate Conference to earn the top seed. They'll play the winner in the quarterfinals of the 8-9 game. The eighth seed is the Deer Lakes Lancers. Uh, Deer Lakes finishing uh, in the uh, Allegheny Six Conference um, in third place. Uh, a game ahead of Shadyside Academy, game behind Knock. Um, good season for the Lancers, strong season. They will be taking on the Southmoreland Scotties. Uh, they laid the wood to Mount Pleasant last night in the battle for third place, uh, but not enough to get a home game. Southmoreland at Deer Lakes, Friday, 7 o'clock in the 8-9 game with the winner getting Bell Vernon. Fourth seed, getting a first-round bye, is the uh, Allegheny Six Conference champion, East Allegheny Wildcats, first title, conference title since 2000. No first-round opponent for EA. They'll await the winner of the 5-12 game. The fifth seed is the Knock Knights, the number two team. 
out of the Allegheny Six Conference. One win a year ago. What a turnaround season. Eight and two uh, for the boys from Saxonburg. And they earned themselves a home playoff game. On Friday, they will be hosting the 12th seed South Park Eagles. South Park was battling West Mifflin last uh, last night for a share of second place. Uh, Eagles lost to the Titans and dropped to the 12th seed. South Park at knock Friday at 7 o'clock. Number two seed, the Avonworth Antelopes, Avonworth champions of the Western Hills Conference. They get a first round bye. They'll play the winner of the 7-10 game. The seventh seed, the Beaver Bobcats, the number three team out of the Western Hills Conference. Uh, Beaver uh, will be hosting the 10th seed, Shady Side Academy uh, Bulldogs. Shady Side Academy finished fourth in the Allegheny Six Conference, losing to East Allegheny uh, last night. Uh, Shady Side. Um, taking on Beaver at Gypsy Glen Friday at 7 o'clock. Finally, the number three seed also earning a first round by Elizabeth Forward. Didn't work out last night for them. They lost to Bell Vernon, but competitive game. Warriors' first loss of the season. They uh, will get a bye and will await the winner of the 6-11 game. Six seed, the West Mifflin Titans, the number two team out of the Western Hills Conference. Uh, West Mifflin will be taking on the Mount Pleasant Vikings, the number 11 seed the fourth place team out of the interstate conference that's in class three a. All right, let's go to uh class two a. If I can find it, there we go. Uh, the top two seeds get first round buys the number one seed, the defending champions, the steel Valley Ironman taking care of business last night uh, to win the Allegheny conference championship outright in a victory over Sarah Catholic. They'll await the winner of the 8-9 game in the quarterfinals, and it could be a rematch of last night. The eighth seed is the Sarah Catholic Eagles. The ninth seed, winners today, by the way, the Western Beaver Golden Beavers. Western Beaver this afternoon claiming third place in the Midwestern Athletic Conference with a 26-6 victory over Beaver Falls. So Western Beaver will take on Sarah Catholic in the 8-9 game. That game is at Norwin High School on Friday at 7 o'clock. The fourth seed, the Saints of Imani Christian Academy. They will be taking on the 13th seed, Waynesburg Central Raiders. Another great turnaround season. That seemed to be a theme this year. Waynesburg Central, winless a year ago, 7-3 and three this year, the fourth place team out of the Century Conference. Raiders and Saints at UPMC's historic Grand Field in Wilkinsburg Friday at 7 o'clock. Fifth seed, the Mohawk Warriors. They lost in the Midwestern Athletic Conference championship game to Neshanik last night, uh, snapping an eight-game winning streak. They finish in second place in the MAC and the, get the fifth seed. They will host the Borough Buccaneers, the number five team out of the Allegheny Conference. A Borough lost to Apollo Ridge to drop them out of a tie with Derry. Four and six for the Buccaneers this season. Uh, in Bessemer, uh, Burrow and Mohawk. Number two seed, the Midwestern uh, Athletic Conference champions, the Nishanic Lancers, um, nine and one, nine consecutive victories, including that victory over Mohawk last night. They get a first round by. They'll play the winner of the 7-10 game. The seventh seed, the Keystone Oaks Golden Eagles, the number three team out of the Century Conference. And remember, uh, the uh, only team to beat Washington in the regular season. The Golden Eagles will take on the Beaver Falls Tigers. Beaver Falls 
as we mentioned, lost to Western Beaver today, so they finished in fourth place in the Midwestern Athletic Conference. Beaver Falls, Keystone Oaks at Dormont Stadium, Friday at 7 o'clock. Washington gets the number three seed, the champions, co-champions in the Century Conference, but they beat McGuffey last night, so they earned the number one um, seed out of the conference. They're the number three seed in the 2A tournament, and they will host the Elwood City Wolverines in the playoffs for the first time since 2011. Elwood City, the number five team out of the Midwestern Athletic Conference, thanks to their victory over Riverside last night. Uh, that game at Wash High on Friday at 7 o'clock. And finally, the sixth seed, the McGuffey Highlanders, co-champions with Washington in the Century Conference. They will host the Derry Trojans, the number 11 seed. Derry finished in fourth place in the Allegheny Conference uh, in Class 2A. All right, finally, in Class A, a full bracket of 16 teams. The number one seed is the Rams of Southside High School, uh, the champions of the Big Seven Conference, undefeated uh, regular season at 10-0. and 0. Uh, Southside will host the Monesson Greyhounds uh, on uh, Friday at 7 o'clock. Monesson, one of the last teams to clinch, they beat Beth Center last night to finish in fourth place in the Tri-County South. The eighth seed is the Greensburg Central Catholic Centurions winners over Leechburg last night to seal the deal on second place in the Eastern Conference. Greensburg Central Catholic in round one will take on the ninth seed West Green Pioneers, the second place team out of the Tri-County South. Missed the playoffs a year ago back in with an eight and two record. Uh, West Green and Greensburg Central Catholic will play Friday, seven o'clock at Plum High School. Fourth seed, the Bears. Clareton, the champions of the Eastern Conference. Wow, impressive over Jeanette last night. Uh, Clareton, eight and two. Uh, they will be taking on the Laurel Spartans, another team that needed a victory to get in. They finish in fourth place in the Big Seven Conference after beating Shenango last night. Uh, Laurel at Clareton uh, on November Friday, November 3rd at 7 p.m. Right now, scheduled for Neil Brown Stadium. I'm assuming weather this week will uh, dictate whether that remains at Neil Brown Stadium. Laurel Clareton, if I'm not mistaken, met in the 1990 Class A championship game at Three River Stadium. Somewhere around there. Fifth seed defending champion Union Scotties. Union had a Friday off. They won on Thursday um, over Southside to finish in second place in the Big 7 Conference after losing to Southside in Week 8. Uh, Union will host a first-round playoff game against the 12th seed Burgettstown Blue Devils, the number four team out of the Black Hills Conference, uh, Burgettstown at Union, Friday at 7 o'clock. And again, some of these natural surfaces, Clareton, Union, the uh, games may change depending on the weather. Number two seed, another undefeated team in Class A, the Black Hills Conference champion, Fort Cherry Rangers, uh, in round one, they will take on the 15th seed, Jefferson Morgan Rockets, another um, turnaround season for Jefferson Morgan. They finished in third place in the Tri-County South, winners of 6 of 10. Uh, they get the 15th seed, Rockets and Rangers in McDonald. Seventh seed, the Cornell Raiders, 
They finished in third place in the Black Hills Conference after their big victory over Our Lady of the Sacred Heart, knocking the Chargers out uh, in Week 9. Cornell will take on the Rochester Rams, Gene Matsuk's team, back in the postseason, coming off a loss to Southside, dropping Rochester to third place, a tie for third place, but technically they are the number three team with the tiebreaker over Laurel. Rochester and Cornell will play Friday at Moon High School at 7 p.m. Bishop Canavan is the number three seed. They actually play tonight in the final regular season game in the WPIAL. Really won't matter uh, what they do against Carlinton. Bishop Canavan, the number two team out of the Black Hills Conference, is the three seed, and they will take on the Leechburg Blue Devils, the number four team out of the Eastern Conference. Uh, Leechburg losing to Greensburg Central Catholic uh, last night. Uh, Crusaders and Blue Devils will play at North Allegheny's Newman Stadium uh, Friday at 7 o'clock. And finally, California, champions of the Tri-County South, the number six seed, they will face the Jeanette Jayhawks. Uh, could have had a share of the conference title, lost to Clareton, drop all the way to third in the Eastern Conference. Jeanette at California, uh, Friday at 7 o'clock. So there you have it, the uh, brackets for the 2023 WPIAL football playoffs. We're going to be running them, them down again. You don't want to uh, um, click off because Chris Harlan, the one and only, will be joining us when we return, and we will break down these brackets announced today by the WPIAL. Getting you ready for the District 7 postseason. It's the WPIL football playoff pairing show presented by First National Bank here on the Trib Live High School Sports Network. vacation or a new addition or both let's make it easy by putting a great rate on a home equity line of credit let's get started online or at your local first national bank branch I'm a registered dietetic technician and a Highmark Health employee. After my daughter started classes at Seton Hill, I was inspired to enroll for myself. The flexibility of the online bachelor's degree program gave me the final nudge to take this step. 
Seton Hill is dedicated to making a difference in people's lives, and it's already made a difference in mine. Learn more about online degrees and certificates at setonhill.edu slash online. The Trip Live High School Sports Network. No sign-ups, no fees, just sports. It's the WPL Football Playoff Pairing Show presented by our, our good friends at First National Bank. Uh, they are the official bank of the WPIAL and uh, the uh, HSSN Scoreboard Show every Friday night, which will be continuing over the next three Friday nights. FNB provides free financial education and resources to high school students to help them become more knowledgeable about personal finances. You can learn more about financial education by visiting their website, www.fnb-online.com forward slash learn FNB member FDIC. Again, we thank them for their many, many, many years of sponsorship of high school sports here on the Trib Live High School Sports Network. A couple factoids before we uh, bring in our special guest here. Um, 15 teams made this year's playoffs that were not part of uh, last year's uh, postseason tournament. Um, none in 6A. All four teams are back in, in, in Class 6A, which we'll be breaking down here in a moment. 5A, five of the eight teams are back uh, from last year to this year. The three new teams that weren't part of it, hard to believe with the dominating season they've had, Peters Township was not part of the postseason a year ago. Neither was Moon. They struggled mightily uh, in 2022. And Penn Hills, they lost out on all the tiebreaker points. They were on the outside looking in. And 4A of the 13 teams, nine are back. Uh, the four that uh, were not part of the fun a year ago that will be here in November, um, Trinity, North Catholic, Kiski area, and Chartiers Valley. Uh, Class 3A of the 12 teams, 11 are back from last year. The only one that is not, the newbie, again, we talked about their great turnaround season, the Knock Knights. 2A, 10 of the 14 teams are back, the four uh, new teams in this year, Imani Christian and Derry from the Allegheny Conference, Waynesburg Central from the Century Conference, Elwood City, more about them in a moment, from the MAC. And in Class A, 13 of 16 teams are back. The three teams that are in this year that weren't last year, uh, Cornell uh, from the Black Hills Conference and both West Green and Jefferson Morgan from the Tri-County South. Two teams... Uh, breaking long playoff droughts with postseason appearances uh, this year. Uh, Elwood City into the WPL playoffs, as I mentioned earlier, for the first time since 2011. Jefferson Morgan into the postseason for the first time since 2012. That leaves two WPIL teams, and I'm not counting the Brownsvilles and the Albert Gallatins and the Union Towns and the Butlers. Two current WPIL teams that uh, are one and two as far as the longest droughts now. Carlinton, has been since 2001 since the Cougars have tasted the postseason. And Hopewell wants a power, right? Uh, 15, 20 years ago, they were a Class 3A power. 2012 was the last time the Vikings participated in the district playoffs. All right, let's talk about the 2023 upcoming uh, playoffs. Let's bring in our good friend Chris Harlan. 
Dapper as always. Look at that. Well quaffed. We appreciate his time joining us here. Christopher, how are you? I'm doing well. Good job uh, breaking down the brackets there, getting us through them. It's always an exciting day to see. Yep. Yeah, it's like Christmas time, right, for the high school football fans, <laughs> opening up the gift, not knowing what's going to be in it. Well, I, I think it's start- – Go ahead. I think this is the third year that they've done it without the big gathering in uh, Green Tree. Remember, that's the way they used to have the big gathering in. Uh, that was a, that was a COVID thing. Twenty twenty one, I think. But but I was going to say though is I know talking to coaches, you know, there were some that used to like that event getting together. Talking to coaches, they love getting the the pairings early. That's what. Oh, they, yeah. they love getting them today. It, it, it was an. It, I mean, it was a really nice social event. Having all the coaches, the athletic directors, you know, they, the, it's, a, it was a, a nice fraternity, but the coaches despised it because they really were shorthanded going into the first game with only really three days to prepare. Yep. So I know coaches love that. Now they get a, a normal Monday practice because they can break it down today. They can break it down tomorrow, Monday, their practice. So uh, from that side of it, they love getting these. Well, Monday, you, there will be brackets for the, or there will be practice, I should say, for the four A teams. But there will be a lot of practices for these six A teams. I, I might have said yeah. six A teams because they aren't playing until, uh, along with some of the teams that receive first round buys, until Friday, November tenth. Um, that was the format used last year. Same situation this year with such a small bracket in six A. No surprises. We knew them. Pretty much as soon as the Cannon McMillan Mount Lebanon game went final last night, Mount Lebanon four takes on Central Catholic one. Cannon McMillan, North Allegheny, it seems now every year that those two teams meet in the postseason. And we sort of talked, to, I was talking to Randy Gore, the voice of the NA Tigers. And uh, I, I remember um, last, this past spring, uh, talking, seeing Mike Evans, the Cannon McMillan football coach, at one of the uh, Big Macs baseball games, and we were chatting, and you know, I, I was complimenting him on on what I think is he's done a great job in turning that program around, making them significant in the highest classification, and he said, you know what, the the time for being happy, making the playoffs is gone. Um, you know, they really want to make some noise this year and go beyond just making the playoffs, get that um, much-needed postseason victory, uh, get to the championship game. But as you mentioned in our bracket preview, boy, it's going to be tough for either Mount Lebanon or Cannon McMillan to, to pull out a victory. Right. That's the that's the big question is, can one of those teams prevent a rematch of 2022, you know? Is it going to be Central Catholic, North Allegheny again? I think that's that's the question. You know, can one of those teams step up? Like you said, since, uh, Ken McMillan, senior quarterback, and, and Mike Evans, who was an all-conference kid a year ago. Yeah, I'm sure they're doing everything they can right now to try to put some little run together here, you know, and, and, and get to that finals. But uh, like you said, that's a, it's a tall task to try to pull an upset. And I – I'm also surprised they don't have uh, sights on those two games. I don't know if that's a, an indication of something or not, because I look back at last year's brackets and, and definitely last year, the, the higher seed did host these six A semifinals. So it'll be curious to see whether that's an indication of something or just uh clerical work that hasn't been taken care of yet there yet. 
That's what I said. I, I, I agree. I mean, I've been sort of promoting it as game, you know, central Catholics, you know, they're, they're sort of, you know, the nomads. So they could pick one of several venues if they are actually hosting that game against Mont Lebanon and North Allegheny. Uh, you'd think that game's at Newman Stadium, but again, just going by the brackets, it says TBA. So we'll uh, we'll wait and, and go think, with that. I think a lot of people are optimistic. That this is the last year that we have a tiny six-day playoff like this. Also, you know, yeah. maybe alignment coming. Maybe we'll get some more teams in six A. Maybe uh, they can get up to a normal number. I don't know, but but uh, these four-team playoff brackets are are a little tough. It's needed, but to be honest with you, I mean, when they made the switch to six classifications back in 2016, it wasn't this small. It, it's been getting right. small, shrinking every two years. Yep. Um, but even with some teams moving up from 5A, I, I, you know, it, it, it 6A just needs some sort of kick. I thought last year by far was the most competitive season yeah. since the expansion, um, but it still needs some sort of jolt, some sort of kick because it's it's the same teams playing each other regular season and in the postseason. Right. Yeah, it just rematches over and over. And yeah. Take, takes a little of the excitement out of it, no doubt. All right, let's uh, move to uh, Class 5A, which since the expansion has been the most exciting tournament and also really has had some tremendous uh memorable class 5a championships i don't know that we have seen a team dominate this class like we have seen peters township do this year now it remains to be seen um you know maybe they get knocked off along the way but they are a very strong number one seed yeah they they it starts with defense really you know it's funny that tj plack he's the offensive coach there and they have a really good offense I think what's made this team different this year is is how well they're playing defense. They've shut out four opponents. They held four more to a touchdown or less. And and they, they talk about they run like a 3-3-5 three, three, formation where they run three linemen, three linebackers, five defensive backs. And it's just something different. And they've, they've found that it works over the year, something that, that works for them this year, definitely working. And uh, and and you're right in that nobody really has, has – you know, in that conference has really given them a run this year. And I think it'll be interesting to see in this bracket, is there someone that can, they can step up and, and kind of crack the code on them? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They are a prohibitive favorite in, uh, in 5A to say the least. Penn Hills gets the two seed. The team that finished right behind them in the Northeast Conference, Pine Richland, a, a deserved third seed. They're sort of following the same script they had a year ago where they were sort of muddling and mucking a little bit early on, uh, got their legs, and then just went on a run the rest of the regular season through the district playoffs and through the state playoffs. Got their legs is the right way to describe Pine Richland because you know, they've gone to this Wildcat and and the same thing again a year ago. I mean, yeah. It was a different guy running it this year, Ethan Pilar, but it's same same philosophy. They still got the big offensive line, five seniors, it's give the the ball to the to the running back and and dare the other team to try to tackle them and and that's it's worked for them so far and in fact that's how they beat Central Catholic with that ball control offense uh, the only one to get Central Catholic this year so I, I do think it'll be interesting to see uh, if Pine Richland can can kind of get some of that magic going again that they had a year ago. Hmm. 
probably of the four matchups in the quarterfinals in 5A, the, to me the most intriguing is the 4-5 matchup, which kind of makes sense. Um, you have Gateway, uh, which has had a very unique season, uh, just dead out of the gates, you know, and, and injury to their star quarterback was a factor in that. Then they turn it on. Once they get into conference play, they get red hot. And against tremendous competition, um, they 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 uh, they they stub their toe a couple of times down the stretch. Um, they'll be home uh, as the fourth seed as the Big East Conference champions against Moon. Uh, what an interesting season this has been for the Tigers. Had the great 2021 hit rock bottom last year, I think with only one win, and that came in week nine. Uh, but really a, a nice bounce back season. They lose that heartbreaker to Upper St. Clair in double overtime after beating Bethel Park uh, earlier. And they win tiebreaker points to to finish second and, and get the shot. And and I think that's just, a, uh, you know, it's a team. One team loves to throw the football. Another team loves to run the football. Yeah, you mentioned that Moon team and, and the down year they had last year. I think what's different maybe about that whole dynamic with them was that Moon kind of expected that. You know, they had a huge senior class the year before, Coach Ryan Lynn. Going into last year, they said, hey, we're not going to be that team from a year ago. Let's play a lot of young guys. Let's grow. Let's build. Let's get ready for next year. So I think that, you know, even last year they were looking to be better this year. So them going out, you know, getting a getting a number five seed, being here in the playoffs, they're not surprised by it, even, even with the way last year went. So I think. I think it's interesting to see that Moon team kind of doing what they expected to do, I think, a little bit. Gateway, like you mentioned, it's to me it's interesting because that's a team that over the last few years, I think they feel like they should have achieved more or they could have achieved more. Uh, and and they, you know, they come into playoffs with big expectations and, and they've had a bunch of early exits. This is the last year for quarterback Brad Burtz. He's a senior. He's moving into the top five on the WFL all-time passer list. So it's kind of now or never for him and, and this group of of uh, Gateway Gators. So I do think there's a lot of uh, a lot of expectations, a lot of hope for them to come in here to to see some postseason success that they haven't seen in the last few years. Another great senior that is winding down his scholastic career, Julian Duggar, the quarterback at uh, at Penn Hills. A great theater last night on the uh, on the WPL scoreboard show uh, presented by First National Bank. We um, we had the uh, the Pine Ridge or the Penn Trafford Franklin regional result. Penn Trafford beating Franklin, dropping the Panthers to third place, clinching a playoff berth for the Warriors. Um, Penn Hills playing Woodland Hills, and I was able to get that uh, have monitor that game that was on our website um, while the scoreboard shows going on. And Penn Hills comes scores late to take the lead. Woodland Hills comes back. They actually scored a touchdown that was called back. They had first and goal. They couldn't punch it in. And all along, I'm thinking, I'm sitting there like Franklin Regional, if they're watching this, they got to be sick because Woodland Hills scores and wins that game. The Panthers are, are out. But Penn Hills, to their credit, uh, got the job done. Yeah. Penn Hills, they'll tell you, they've been motivated all year by last year not making the playoffs. I mean, that was one of the things they said. You know, we can't let it happen again. Last year, they left it up to tiebreakers. You know, essentially, their playoff fate was in other people's hands, and they came out on the short end. This year, they said, you know, hey, we're determined to go out 
win what we can, take care of what we can under uh, second-year coach Charles Morris. And, and they did. I mean, they give them credit. They went out and won the conference title. You're not denying them a playoff spot. Yeah. You go out and win the conference title. So uh, that's a team I'm interested to see what they do. They've played some close games. They, they've played close games over the years, over the, over the season. I'm curious to see what, what Julian Duggar, like you said, he's a, he's a really good quarterback, pit recruit. Uh, what can he can do here in his senior year as, uh, as he makes his last trip into the playoffs? They will, uh, the uh, Penn Hills Indians will be hosting Penn Trafford. Uh, nice little gate game there for yeah. the uh, district on Friday at, uh, at 7 p.m. Um, let's uh, go to class 4A, three first-round buys. No surprise, really, in any of them. Maliquipa, the Parkway Conference champs, McKeesport, a very, very good uh, Big Seven Conference champion, and Montour. Um, if all things are equal, Montour beat Mars. If you're uh, wondering why Mars, as the um, champion of the Greater Allegheny Conference, didn't get a, a, a third seed in a first round by Montour, beat them in week zero. Montour, that their only loss was to Aliquippa, the runners-up in the Parkway Conference. A very good Parkway Conference, Chris, that, by the way, has four teams in the top eight seeds. I think that's the way it should be. I mean, I think that you look at that conference, they were competitive. I mean, the games – uh, West Allegheny finished fourth in that conference, but they played Aliquippa tough, and they played Central Valley tough. I think one was a, a seven-point game, one was maybe an eight- or nine-point game. But – you know, and that's that's the reputation, that's the tradition of the Parkway that used to be, and I think you kind of saw it this year, and and the committee rightfully gave them the respect that they deserve. I think you, when you have an Aliquippa team that won the conference, you got Montour with one loss, and a Central Valley team that, that I think lost by one point to Montour and and had a lead on Aliquippa in the second half last night. That's a really tough conference. I don't think that any of the others, you know, no disrespect to them, but I don't think they can argue that they have four teams, the quality of the parkway right now. And, uh, and for that reason, I, I think the committee got this one right by giving them all home games. Definitely agree. Um, you know, the, it, the conference has tradition and, and that means nothing. I understand that means nothing as far as this year's concerned, but <clears throat> when you look at what those teams did, especially out of conference, it's uh, it's impressive, and and I agree that uh, they deserve uh, the love that uh, the committee um, bestowed on them. Um, let's uh, let's break it down: uh, top half, bottom half, top half of the bracket. Aliquippa awaits the winner of Latrobe, West Allegheny. Don't sleep on the Wildcats. However, if it is West A, West A may have given Aliquippa their biggest scare uh, during the regular season, and and then on the bottom quadrant. Uh, Mars, the Greater Allegheny Conference champions, barring an upset, they will uh, meet uh, Central Valley in the quarterfinals. And boy, oh boy, isn't isn't that an intriguing matchup? Yeah, when, when I saw this bracket here, the committee did not give their their number one seed Aliquippa an easy path. I mean, it's going to be tough teams, anyways. But they put two teams over there who have already played them this year yeah. and played them well. I mean, I think that's. Yeah. You know, and then a team facing Aliquippa from a conference, you haven't seen them, you don't know what they do. And these guys know them. They play them every year. Central Valley's right next door. The kids know each other. So I think there's a different uh, uh, feeling when you have a, a Central Valley or a West Allegheny facing Aliquippa in the playoffs because they've, 
they know what works. They know what didn't. They can go back and watch that film from the first time and, and try to close that gap for, for uh, Central Valley last night. That's why I said they had a 10-point – or they had a touchdown. What was it? About four-point lead. Gave up two touchdowns back-to-back uh, in the third quarter, and that's what was the difference. Two, two long runs by Laquipa, a 70-yarder and a 73-yarder. But that's the difference. I mean, it was a small margin of, of difference between those teams last night. And and when you get to play them again, you know, you, you get to have that, uh, that knowledge to go against them. And, and credit to Mark Lyon's squad. I mean, that had that was probably the most nightmarish start to the game <laughs> that they could have ever imagined, yeah. fumbling the kickoff or not even getting to the kickoff. Yeah. And then the very first play, um, you know, Tiki takes it to the house. And yeah. and you're down seven nothing, but they overcame as you mentioned, had the lead, uh, but could not hold on. And, and um, also, I can't move away from that side without mentioning this is a Mars team with Coach Eric Kasparovic, who's mm-hmm. been building. He knows how to win playoff games too. There's no doubt about that. And give him some credit because they went into the year thinking that his son was going to be their starting quarterback. Right, Eric Kasparovic Jr. They had to change up everything, put in the backup quarterback when when uh, Eric had a shoulder injury uh, before the season. He played, but couldn't play quarterback. They shuffled things up, and and man, they've they've been good. I mean, they won the conference title. They look like they've been getting better as the season goes along, too. So there's, there's no guarantee that it's uh, Central Valley. If you're if you're penciling uh, penciling in teams, it would be there. It definitely could be Mars or or one of those other two teams down in that quarter could be waiting for them. Bottom of the bracket in four A, McKeesport gets <clears throat> the first round by. They'll play the winner of North Catholic Trinity, which should be an intriguing game. But uh, it would be, I think, a bit of a big surprise if McKeesport doesn't come out of that quadrant. Uh, and Montour, it won't be as easy for the Spartans. They'll get either Kisk area, which is playing some really good football, finish strong to get into the postseason, or Thomas Jefferson. We saw what happened when Thomas Jefferson lost to Trinity. They blew out their next two opponents by like 137 to nothing. I don't know that they're going to do that to Kiski area, but just be warned after the Jaguars tasted defeat for a second time uh, Friday, uh, losing to McKeesport. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. And, and to me, that was one of the big questions I thought coming in here was the five, six central Valley, Thomas Jefferson. Cause originally when I looked at this, I think I had Thomas Jefferson over on the left side, central Valley over at six. But to me, last night's games is, is kind of what swung it the other way. Thomas Jefferson lost by, was it, almost three touchdowns, I think, to, to McKeesport. Yep. Travali was in a fight with Aliquippa. So for that reason, I think if you're if you're ranking them based on uh the the body of work, I, I think you got to give Central Valley the edge and they they get over there on five. Even though, you know, for them, they may rather have been on the other side and and try to play to an Aliquippa Central Valley championship game because they've they've done that plenty of times before. I think that could have been the other element. You know, they might want to be on the other side, but <laughs> but uh uh, TJ gets over there and, and, uh, you know, like, I think, I think the top eight teams, you know, and, and maybe farther, all very, very good teams in this kind of classification. Matt Miller has done a, another tremendous job, um, with the roster turnover at McKeesport, Lucero, Jake Wolf is the real deal. Uh, he had a monster game, um, in the victory over West Allegheny yesterday, passing and throwing the ball. Um, I think over 300 yards passing, over 100 yards rushing. Um, but it helps to have that stud come playoff yeah. time. And, and Chirp's proven before that, again, they could stub their toe 
in the regular season, but they are a dangerous animal. The Jaguars uh, come playoff time. That's a, a very fun side of the bracket um, with three big heavyweights, I think, McKeesport, yeah, Montour, definitely. and TJ. And credit to McKeesport, too, and Matt Miller, like you said. To me, I think it's interesting where they run the ball. I mean, you know, we talked about Pine Richland and the Wildcat, and people know what's coming. McKeesport, people know what's coming, too. I mean, they run misdirection. They run power. They run – that's what their offense is, and yet they still do it week after week after week because they're so good at it. They're so well coached at it. They, they know it. They, they work it. So, to me, I, I always credit those kind of coaches like that who – well, you can know what's coming. You know what it is, and you still can't stop it. I saw them play Gateway earlier this year, and, and that was it. They that day they took uh, their uh, a fullback defensive end, gave him the ball a bunch, and and Gateway couldn't slow him down. It was it was it was uh, old time football, just up the middle, and uh, and McKeesport. They're they're going to be a load for anyone to handle in the playoffs, no doubt. No, no doubt. No doubt. All right, we've gone through 6A, 5A, 4A. We'll take a break when we return. We'll break down the brackets in 3A, 2A, and Class A because that's what we do. It's the WPIO Football Playoff Pairing Show presented by First National Bank on the Trib Live High School Sports Network. like a dream vacation or a new addition or both let's make it easy by putting a great rate on a home equity line of credit let's get started online or at your local first national bank branch WPL Football Playoff Pairing Show presented by First National Bank, the official bank of the WPIAL. Uh, FNB provides free financial education and resources to high school students to help them become more knowledgeable about personal finances. You can learn more about financial education by visiting their website 
www.fnb-online.com forward slash learn FNB member FDIC. Um, pairing show continues here at trib hssn.triblive.com also uh, on the um, HSSN Facebook page and WMBS Facebook page. We thank Brian Rozak and our friends at WMBS. They've been with us uh, with the scoreboard show all year and will continue to be with us um, uh, through the uh, postseason. Are you a Facebook guy, Chris Harlan? I have an account. That's about as far as it goes. Hmm. Yeah, you'll find me on Twitter more. Yeah. Now, you don't find me anywhere, pretty much. <laughs> I'll occasionally do that tweeter thing, but that's about it. Um, so, Class 3A, 12 teams, um, four first-round buys, no big surprises. Bell Vernon won. Uh, Avonworth, the Western Hills Conference champions, too. EF, runners-up to Bell Vernon after losing a competitive game to the Leopards last night. They earned the number three spot, first loss of the season. And East Allegheny, first conference championship since 2000 for the Wildcats, winning the Allegheny Sixth Conference, fourth seed, and also a uh, a first round by four strong teams that will be doing some scouting this upcoming Friday. Yeah, yeah, that's no surprise with Bell Vernon getting the number one. You know, defending WPL champion, defending state champion. Uh, you know, they, when we started the year, I think. You know, if people hand you a blank uh, bracket before the first game of the season, everyone's going to write Bell Vernon on that number one spot. That was that was the expectation through the year, and 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 kudos to them and and Mike and uh, and Matt Humbert down there for for getting there. You know, it's not just because you're the preseason favorite doesn't mean you get to the postseason as the favorite, and uh, and they lived up to it. So that's a lot of pressure. They've done a well, done the really good job, and and. Uh, uh, kudos to them. Now, uh, now it starts to see if uh, anyone can can deter, get in the way of of, uh, of their repeat championship. I want to talk about the eight nine game in a moment. We had our little bracketology on the website. Um, I think I had West Mifflin five, you had Knock five, then we had the other team six. Uh, it is Knock five. West Mifflin six, really a tale of two teams, right? Nobody was expecting much at all from knock. That's, you know, they had a very forgetful 2022 season. Uh, And here they are um, eight and two and a block extra point away from possibly winning that showdown with East Allegheny and uh, winning the conference championship. Uh, So they get the five seed. Then West Mifflin, a team that you saw earlier this year as well. High expectations, uh, but struggled out of the gates, but they seem to have found themselves and righted the ship with thanks yeah. to a couple of good running backs, young running backs. Yes. I thought Knock was the right choice at five, just like because of exactly what you said. Them and East Allegheny played. It was a one-point overtime game. So the separation between those two teams, in my mind, is very slim. You know, if you're ranking all the teams in WPIL in that class, they're right beside each other. So if they fall on four and five, so be it. You know, that, that that's that close. Even though that would be East Allegheny's first game in the playoffs if uh, Knock were to win. If Knock beat South Park, it's a conference title rematch. I thought that made sense. I think I, I think uh, to have those guys meet again, it was so close. They get to decide it in the quarterfinals. I, I think they probably would both be okay with that. But 
like you said, though, was West, West Mifflin. Uh, yeah, I saw them against Avonworth. Uh, that was probably their toughest game of the year uh, in conference. But, yeah, give Rod Steele a lot of credit because you look at them, they started 0-3, but I think they played McKeesport, Thomas Jefferson, yeah. Elizabeth Forward. You know, that's a tough start. They were competitive in all of them. Uh, but to start 0-3, it's still sometimes tough for a team to say, hey, you know, we're 0-3, but we're really close. You know, just hang in there. He got his kids to still buy in. Uh, they had better games ahead. And here they are. You know, like you said, they could have easily been a number five seed. Uh, they get the six coming out of a tough conference. And uh, they're not going to be an easy matchup, I don't think, for anybody. Barring upsets, rematches could be the theme. You mentioned yeah. West Mifflin losing to EF. They would get the Warriors again if they are victorious. If Knock yeah. wins, they get East Allegheny again. If Beaver wins in the 7-10 game against Shadyside Academy, they get Avonworth for a second time this year. Um, let's focus on the 8-9 game. Again, the winner gets Belvern and daunting task. It could be Southmoreland in another rematch. Southmoreland, the number nine seed, they got off to a great start, seemed to hit a wall, but really was impressed with their finish um, last night. Uh, they destroyed Mount Pleasant to uh, garner yeah. the uh, the third place team, uh, almost getting them a playoff uh, or home game. I thought yeah. it might, but um, I was wrong. Uh, they got um, trying to find my paper here. My did, did they did they play Deer Lakes in the regular season? Southmoreland. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah. And Deer Lakes was a twenty four seven winner, so that might have been the right. exciting so that, there. Right, that would be why Deer Lakes gets the home game over Southmoreland. I would think. Um, Dejon Craggett, great talent for Southmoreland, three hundred thirty five yards in that win over Mount Pleasant. Last week, but Deer Lakes is is a is a great story themselves, uh, having um, a, a great season, um, not far behind um, East Allegheny and Knock in that uh, Allegheny Six Conference. Uh, they also uh, ended the regular season on a high note. Um, be a little more organized here, Don. Deer Lakes shutting out Freeport. That was a desperate Freeport team that, who needed a win to get in. Deer Lakes yeah. beat them 35 nothing. So, as always, 8-9, you gravitate toward that. But that should be a super first-round matchup. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And Deer Lakes, that's a, a father-son quarterback-coach combination, right? Isn't that the, the Deer Lakes, I, I believe? I believe that's the yeah. – um, we got a few of them. Yeah, Tim Burke. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like uh, – I said, we got Ken McMillan's with the Evans and – and, those, and, those are, and he's know, having an outstanding season too. He is. He really is. And and to me, I said, you know, that's a, a a fun bond you'll see going into senior year. Whether they can uh, pull off some magic, we've seen that plenty of times before with a with a coach and a son quarterback. And you know, I'm thinking of the Palcos and, and some others over the years that that, that 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 you know found that success. So we'll see if uh, if they can pull those uh, pull that combination, make it work here in the playoffs. All right, let's uh, slide down to 2A, 14 teams, two first-round buys, Steel Valley, the defending champions, winners of the Allegheny Conference. They get buy number one, the, sub, the top seed. Second seed in the second buy goes to Neshanik, beating Mohawk last night to win the Midwestern Athletic Conference. Washington, the Century Conference co-champs, but – 
They beat McGuffey to win the number one team out of the Century Conference. Uh, they are the third seed. Uh, Imani Christian, a team that you like, the runners-up in the Allegheny Conference get the fourth seed. Mohawk, the runners-up in the MAC fifth. And then McGuffey, the other co-champion uh, in the Century Conference, gets a sixth seed. Um, what what do you think, uh, before we break down the quadrants, um, Steel Valley and Nishanik, one and two? I think it makes sense. I, I think you get the Steel Valley gets the edge as a defending champion. You know, over the years, we always say that, you know, that the, that the past doesn't matter. You know, last year's last year. But there's no doubt when the committee puts these brackets together, you know, it matters. You know, if you're a defending champion, you get an edge when it comes down to this type of stuff. You know, when you look at McKeesport, Aliquippa, McKeesport could have easily made an, an argument for number one in 4A. But Aliquippa's defending champ, no reason not to give it to him. I think it's the same case here in 2A with a Steel Valley team that, you know, they they – they, uh, I think they lost it once all year. I think they have one loss, right? Steel Valley, yes. Yes. So, to me, I mean, I think that's an easy pick there, them number one. The other ones I think gets interesting after one and two. Like you said, I think I think Washington, a conference champ, they lost to McGuffey. You know, the question is how strong is that conference? Uh, you know, if, if, if West Day had – if, uh, if uh, Washington had, had won that undefeated easy – so that's why I thought it kind of maybe opened the door for something else. And Monty's only two losses were to Steel Valley by about, I think it was about 11 points. It was a close game. And they played uh, Steelton Highspire, who's always a, a statewide powerhouse out near Harrisburg. Class A number one. It is. And, and that's why I said I thought it was interesting them to go play a tough schedule, give them some credit. But I still think the committee got it right here. I think uh, uh, with those four, with uh, with Mohawk falling in at five after their loss in the Shannock, I think uh, I think in the big scheme of things, it, it, it all works. Yeah, quarterbacks are uh, um, the sort of the key in the top half of the bracket. Um, you have two of the best in the WPIL meeting in the 8-9 game. Uh, Sarah Catholic, Kadir Stribling yeah. uh, has been fantastic. But yes. nobody has had the season that the freshman – uh, Javen Peel of Western Beaver is at um, Western Beaver, by the way, in case you missed it, beating Beaver Falls this afternoon to earn third place um, out of the Midwestern Athletic Conference. So if you like offenses or passing offenses, head to Norwin High School for that matchup between Sarah Catholic and Western Beaver. And then uh, down in the bottom quadrant, uh, you have a, a another outstanding quarterback, in uh, in in Jay Rona, um, yeah. Monty Christian has a good uh, quarterback, Steve Vandiver, but I'm not sure if he's eligible um, for the postseason for Imani mm. Christian. Um, mm. I might be wrong. I've been wrong before, but uh, yeah, a lot of great quarterbacks on that side of the bracket. Yeah, that's a good call on that eight nine game, though. That that's that's a game that could last uh, four hours or. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, and, and what they don't need to make that is a TV game with TV to media timeouts or anything. Because that one's already going to be long enough. So, but yeah, that's a that's a good call. I, I, it'd be fun uh, out of Norwin to see uh, how many yards those two quarterbacks can put up combined. wonder what the over-under would be. Uh, Ooh. Maybe, maybe 500? Ooh. <laughs> it, uh, it, it's going to be uh, anything uh, – 
assuming the weather's okay, right. I'd be stunned if it's under 80 points. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably true. That's yeah. probably true. The the bottom of the bracket there you see on the right hand side, we say top of the bracket, bottom. Like nowadays it's more left than right, but uh, the on the right hand side. If you're not a believer in the century conference, then you gotta think Nashanik has got a great side of the bracket. They're the number two seed. They'll play the winner of Keystone Oaks Beaver Falls, which should be a a, a very good first round game at Dormont Stadium. You have Keystone Oaks as the seventh seed. You have Washington as the number three. Now, remember, Keystone Oaks beat Washington. Keep that in yeah. mind. Washington as the number three seed, and McGuffey at the number six seed. Those two teams, if they uh, avoid upset, would meet again in the uh, 2A championship or the 2A uh, quarterfinals um, after they played last night with Washington holding on a defensive struggle, beating McGuffey 13-7. So I guess if you feel the Century Conference is, is tough, it might not be good news for Nishanik. If you don't believe in it, then it may be good news for the Lancers. Yeah, that, that's funny. And Nishanik had to win the Midwestern title last night to win the to win the, the Bell title. They might have to also win the, the Century Conference title. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. I, but of those three, I, I think – Keystone Oaks is an interesting team to watch because uh, they've really came on at the end of the year. You know, they had a player in, in Clinton Robinson who is a Syracuse uh, recruit, plays defensive back, plays, was going to play quarterback for them. They lost him to a, a wrist injury before the year. And so then he was going to play defense. And I think it was the week one. He dislocated his elbow. So now he missed most of the season. He came back late in the year. And I don't think it's any coincidence that, you know, his first full game back is the game that they beat Washington. So I think it's a different team there. You know, you take any team, take your best athlete, best player away. You're not going to be the same team. They're getting healthy. They had a few other players who, who were out. So I think that Keystone Oaks team, if you're looking for a sleeper on that side of the bracket, it could be them at the number seven seed. They're getting healthy. They've got some talent. They expect it to be good. You know, I think they, uh, they could be some trouble if, if they can get by Beaver Falls. Yeah. It'll be an interesting matchup maybe with uh, Nishanik in the quarterfinals. DiMaggio Locanti is a young man for Keystone Oaks who's really come on in, in, in sight of uh, those injuries. He has stepped up 158 yards passing last night in the whitewash victory over Brent, but he also had 119 yards rushing. So a dual threat at quarterback for the, uh, for the golden Eagles. Um, Let's go to uh, Class A now, where all these other ones, there hasn't been a lot of great debate as far as the top of the bracket is concerned. This one maybe opens the door a little bit. Before we get to one and two, I came into this weekend thinking um, Bishop Canavan, uh, 2021 champions, 2022 runners-up, Runners up in the Black Hills Conference. Their only loss was to Fort Cherry on that wild Saturday night. Probably a three seed, no matter you know how you want to slice and dice one and two. And Clareton, if they win the Eastern Conference, they had to beat Jeanette last night. Uh, a fourth seed. After last night, Clareton I mean, rocked Jeanette on the road. I started thinking maybe the Bears deserve a, a, a top three seed. Uh, the committee went with Clareton at four. Bishop Canavan at three. 
But one and two may have been a little bit of a surprise. Nothing against the Rams of Southside. Uh, boy, what a season they have had in winning uh, the Big Seven Conference Championship. But I think a lot of people, once Fort Cherry beat Bishop Canavan, they went to number one in a lot of the polls, a lot of the rankings. Uh, yeah. A lot of people, I think, expected the Rangers to be number one uh, in this bracket. But the love goes from the Rangers to the Rams, who are one, and the Rangers are at number two. Yeah, that was the only one that did surprise me, the number one seeds. Uh, you know, even in our rankings there a few weeks ago when, when uh, Fort Cherry pulled off the upset and beat Bishop Canavan, we jumped Fort Cherry to number one. That was kind of right. their spot. They moved up there. They've got the – the sensational sophomore quarterback. They're, they're, you know, they're playing really well. I do think, though, that, that Southside probably helped their case with how, how well they beat Union the other day. That was a score that people probably took notice of because you know, Union is the defending Dumpville champion, and to go up there and beat them the way they did, I think that was the first win that maybe people said, well, you know what, maybe we need to give this the Southside team some respect. Again, I think that if you measure strength of – Conference, though, I think that was at the Black Hills with Fort Cherry and Bishop Canavan. I think it might have been the strongest conference in single A. So, again, that would that would give you, uh, you know, reason to pick Fort Cherry. But, hey, one or two doesn't make a big difference. The only difference I think it does make is that the, the committee didn't really – let me back up. Some years it seems like the committee works hard to put teams from different conferences on opposite sides of the bracket. You know, if, if you ran each other like a Fort Cherry Canavan or or uh, Keysport Thomas Jefferson, you know, they, they would sort of manipulate the bracket a little bit, get them all spread around. This year, it doesn't seem like they did that at all. I mean, there's no there's no thought for that. So you could get a Fort Cherry Bishop Canavan rematch in the semifinals on this side of the bracket. So to me, I think it's it's kind of interesting. I think they just they they lined them up the way they thought they were, and that's how they kind of fell on the bracket without a lot of of manipulation elsewhere. Yeah, I'll feed off what you said, and we'll start in the bottom of the bracket. Uh, on the right-hand side there is our producer, Chris Lackner, has once again done a great job uh, helping with the brackets. Uh, outside of Burgettstown, it's like a, a Black Hills Conference uh, block party there on the right-hand yeah. side for Cherry, the two-seed, um, Cornell, the seventh seed. They may have to, uh, if barring any upsets, They'd have to go through Cornell first to get to right. Bishop Canavan, the number three seed. So um, as far as the higher seeds are concerned, uh, outside of the um, California Trojans, the Tri-County South Conference champions, three Black Hills Conference teams there on the right-hand side. Yeah. yeah. And, and to me, the Cornell seeding was an interesting one to try to figure out where they should fall. Because early in the season, they had some, some good wins. They had to actually beat Union. That's when they had a head-to-head non-conference game with Union. And that was a 30-14 to 14 game, I think, for, for uh, Cornell. They won that one. And yet, here at the end of the year, you see Cornell gets the seven, Union gets the five. So I think that's one also that Cornell could kind of scratch their head a little bit and say, hey, how, how come we're two spots lower than uh, than another team that with similar records, similar, uh, similar resumes, and we beat them head-to-head? I think the only thing with Cornell is they kind of faded down the stretch, but that's because some of their tough games were late in the season. Canavan, Fort Cherry, late season games. But uh, to me, that was an interesting one. I, I thought that those two might might flip-flop. You might see Cornell above Union, but again, Union is the defending Dumpfield champion. 
does that get them a little boost in the committee's eyes? Wouldn't, wouldn't put that past them. Before we talk about the top of the bracket, one question that always comes into play, you mentioned Cornell, where would they be seated? How do you seed the Tri-County South? I mean, this is a decade-long issue, um, you know, that the, 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 the conference just has not had a whole lot of postseason success, and yet folks who defend that conference will say, well, if you keep, you know, giving us uh, 7, 8, 15, 16 seeds, we're not going to have success. I think the WPI went out of their way, really, for a few years uh, to, to give respect to the Tri-County South Conference, and yet they yep. still struggled. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I'm not, I'm not expecting great things from the 15th seed Jefferson Morgan Rockets and the 16th seed Vanessa Greyhounds. No offense, they're still playing November football. But the other two teams, the the, the conference champions, California, the sixth seed, and West Green, the runners-up, are the ninth seed. They play a couple of Eastern Conference rivals, it, it, it would, to me, it would be disappointing if they if they go zero and four again. I think there's a chance for California at home against Jeanette, and I think there's a chance for West Green at a neutral site against Greensburg Central Catholic at Plum High School. Remember, up to a few years ago, second place teams were, were guaranteed home games. Right, was what it used to be first place, second place. You got a home game. They got away from that a few years ago and now say only conference champions are guaranteed a home game. That's what worked against West Green here. And the other thing I think that worked against West Green and ended up on the road is they played Greensburg Central in the regular season, I believe. I'm pretty sure they played Greensburg Central and lost to Greensburg Central uh, a few weeks ago. So, again, like one of the other matchups we saw earlier, if it's if it's a toss-up over a home game and, and you played each other already once yep. and uh, – then the winner of the regular season game, they uh, they get the home game. I think it was week two. Um, okay. It was down in in, in Green County. Um, the Centurions beat the Pioneers. A, a competitive game, high scoring game, forty eight thirty. Yeah. Uh, Greensburg Central Catholic beat West Green. Uh, that's the eight nine game. As far as the rest of the top of the bracket, Southside taking on Manesson. But let's look at the bottom quadrant. Uh, Clareton will get Laurel. Uh, Laurel beating Shenango on the road. Nice road victory. But, man, that's a big hill to climb, literally, to get to Neil Braun Stadium. And then Burgettstown, uh, they will take on uh, Union, the defending champions. So, barring upset, we could see uh, a dandy um, Union and Clareton. And refresh my memory, I don't think their paths crossed last year on Union's run to the Class A championship. I don't remember that. No, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. And, and you know, Clareton, every year they're competitive. I, I know talking to Wayne Wade, they, they're itching to get back to the championship game. You know, they, they think that people kind of forget about them sometimes. And, and uh, you know, they go a couple years without winning a championship and people start asking what's wrong with the Clareton Bears. But he just got his 100th win, Wayne Wade, already to 100 wins. And uh, so there's, there's nothing wrong with the Bears. They're still winning. Uh, they just can't. We can't win every year. They did for a while. That was the problem. The Bears <laughs> every year. That was the problem. You can't win every year, and uh, people start questioning when they don't. But that, that would be a if they get there. If they get past Laurel and, and Burgessown, a Clareton Union matchup would uh, be a fun one. To try to find somewhere in the middle would be the other fun thing. To try to try to locate a uh, yeah 
probably up north somewhere. Um, uh, Michael Wright uh, threw for a buck seventy four in Clareton's uh, crushing defeat of Jeanette sixty to fourteen last night. But a, a good quarterback for Clareton, but a pretty good quarterback for Union too. Braylon Thomas on Thursday to close out their season. He became the first quarterback, I believe, in Lawrence County history to throw for a thousand yards and run for a thousand yards in the same season. He was a big part of that run a year ago. Um, he's going to need some help. He can't do it by himself. Uh, we'll see what union can do defending champs out of the number five seed in uh, class a. All right. So there you have it. Uh, the matchups uh, set for Friday. They're all Friday at seven o'clock home field for many of the matchups, but there are some neutral sites again, Check out the brackets uh, for clarification. Um, the uh, championship games uh, in um, Class 1A through 4A will be at Acroshore Stadium on Friday, November 24th, uh, 11 a.m. for Class A, uh, 2 p.m. for 2A, 5 p.m. for 3A, and 8 p.m. for 4A. And for a second straight year, 5A and 6A championships are at Norwin High School Saturday, November 18th. So that's, what, three weeks from today. Um, noon for the 5A title game, 6 p.m. for the 6A title game. Unfortunately, as we've been telling you through these various playoff pairing shows, uh, Trib HSSN no longer the rights holders for the WPIL playoffs. NFHS is the video rights holders. We wish them well, and uh, and 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 we wish them good luck in their coverage of the upcoming WPL football pass. We've enjoyed doing it for over 20 years, and we hope that that tradition of great coverage will continue for all the games leading up to the championship games. My uh, partner over there, whoop, over there, Chris Harlan. Um, he will, you'll be reading a lot about him, tribhssn.triblive.com. Well, you won't be reading about him. You'll be reading his no. stuff. Each and every <laughs> I hope you're, I hope they're not reading about me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Something terrible has happened if you're reading about me. Um, Chris does a tremendous job all year long for uh, our website. And uh, we thank him and, and look forward to his coverage over the next uh, three weeks and beyond into the uh, state playoffs. Great job by our producer, uh, Chris Lackner, as well. I'm Don Rebel. We thank you for joining us. It's the WPIAL football playoff pairing show presented by First National Bank right here on the Trib Live High School Sports Network.